You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Better bring it back, Jack. Thank you so much. Jack and Leon DeLeon producing the program, as always. Doing a stellar job. Thank you, guys. All right, do up next is the man, the myth, the legend. We know him as the dirty talker, Danny Walker, cruising across the fruited plain. No matter where he goes, coast to coast, border to border, he is highly respected, often misconstrued <laughs> as being an expert in this sport. God, you sound like a radio guy he, right he now. He joins Mr. us now. Chicken. This Danny Walker. Danny, how are you? <laughs> That was awesome. I'm just I, trying to get the people I, I, in the studio to stop talk uh, stop talking over me. I feel I feel important after that announcement, man. That that helps much. <laughs> well, <man>. I'm full <laughs> of broaster chicken tonight, man. I'm I'm all <laughs> jacked up. That's awesome. That's mm. awesome. How are you, buddy? I'm, uh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, just uh, getting ready to walk into a Colorado Eagles hockey game here and go watch a little hockey and cool hang out with. And, what is that Triple A? Triple A? Oh no. No, we're uh, AHL AHL now. Yeah, we're a okay. Colorado Avalanche affiliate. You know, that's amazing how old the AHL is. Most people don't yep. know it, but it's uh, been around for a while. Anyway, welcome uh, back to the program, buddy. Uh, let's go to PJ. PJ, I know you have a question tripping across the tip well, of your Well, uh, good to talk to you, Danny. I was, I really, I've been, uh, since I heard the news about JD, I wanted to get, you're the guy whose opinion I think would matter on this. What do you think about a, a pro motorcycle racer, road racer, going back to his roots, so to speak? Uh, apparently, JD's got a un, as yet unannounced road racing uh, ride, too, but for sure we knew he's going riding on one of these Yamahas this year. What do you think about it? Well, I don't think he's ever really left his roots. I mean, even even when he rode for us in 12 and 13, he did a bunch of dirt track. And, you know, once you do any dirt track, it doesn't ever leave your blood system. I mean, it's a bad, it's a really, really bad addiction. That's what my whole business is about, is people being addicted to dirt track. And, Infection. you know, it's not going to leave. And, and, you know, he's shown, obviously, that he can be very, very competitive. Unfortunately, you know, winning the 600 championship, there just wasn't a good, Superbike step for him to go to right now in the U.S. and you know anywhere really. Um, so I think you know for him to keep that competitive edge and and really get that fix and and go make some money. I, th I think he's going to be. Uh, you know I don't know a lot about that Yamaha motorcycle, but obviously the races that he did do, he put it in the main event and a couple times he put it on the podium. Yeah, I think uh, his results were spectacular given his lack of overall preparation for that uh discipline yeah, you know, yeah sometimes there's a lot to be said for no pressure just coming in and being able to just have a good time and you know and ride the thing you know that's that's easy so being a full season will be interesting and developing a relationship with that and you know it'll be interesting you know every, there's a lot of speculation that he'll be on a 600 probably for the redick guys you know on a part-time basis and i'm sure they're just working out the details on that yeah, he's uh, clearly uh, one of the class of the field in the 600 class, and it is unfortunate that we haven't get haven't yet been able to witness JD moving up to a thousand. I yep. he keeps doing what he's doing though. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. He's always been on our list. I mean, we obviously I've known him since. You know, my claim to fame with JD is we, and he hates when I say this, but 
I literally taught him how to shift on a XR70 back in Spokane, <laughs> Washington, 20, 21 years ago or something. I think he was seven or eight or something. And we, so I've, I've known the kid a long time. So <laughs> he's always been on our list of if we had a potential to, to have a second guy or have a, you know, if we didn't have a front running guy, then, then JD would be somebody we'd want to work with again for sure. So he's just a great personality and, you know, gives 110% and, and, uh, you know, just fun to be around. Danny Walker's our guest, and, and I'm curious with Cam Peterson off to race the Omega Moto R1 Superbike next year, will Jason Uribe be back with your squad, or what's cooking? What do you got Boy, besides chicken? I, I mean, maybe if I talk to you next Tuesday, I'd have a better answer, but I don't have any answer at all right now. We're we're waiting for, for the folks that, uh, that make the decision. At, at American Honda, to decide if we're even going racing or not. We ah, so we have no Mick and I have no, and the crew we have no idea even even if we're going to have it. So we're on for next Tuesday, is, was what I'm hearing, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, here, I'm hearing we're going to get the dirty talker, Danny Walker, on next week. We're we're a week early, so hopefully that, that you know that's a big company and lots going on, and you know lots of budget issues with everybody in the motorcycle racing industry right now, and. Um, you know, if, if, uh, they come back and they said, Hey, it'll be a shame for sure. You know, we'll be, uh, bummed out for sure. We're real, I'm real happy about cam doing that. I think he's going to shine on that thing. I mean, we kind of threw him in deep. We were hoping our bike was going to be a little further along with having a partnership with Tenkati, but, um, our bike didn't really take any big strides of being competitive this year until our head engineer crew chief, Scotty Jensen at Moto Garage kind of went off a different direction on our electronics and then our bike got good starting at at uh sonoma and at sonoma cam really showed that he could run in the top five and had a couple incidents and you know almost got on the podium at new jersey so i i think cam's going to do really really uh really good there's no pressure with that team and there are some good you know privateer guys and uh, i think he's going to do really good over there so looking forward to that for sure the honda deal that that it's not super concerning, is it? I mean, we're we're in November, and I know that's I know you get, you have to go to work and hire riders and stuff. But is it late for you, or is it is it kind of? You what? know, I we if we go racing, um, we're feeling pretty good about it. Complete, to be honest with you, we're feeling pretty good. Um, our bikes were trap speed wise; they were they were good at the end of the year. Our electronics were we felt were quite a bit better, even than what Tenkati had had done you know they kind of got stuck on where they were going and our bike ran pretty good it handles really good people love riding the thing uh you know there's some guys obviously Gagne's back in the u.s now and um he doesn't know what he's doing so he's on our list there's some unfortunately i mean fortunately or unfortunately there's some really good guys right now laverty salvadori Flores. there's a bunch of good world superbike guys um you know there's some there's some good guys out there obviously pj jacobson um, you know, there's some good guys out there right now that don't have superbike rides that, uh, you know, that could jump in and, and uh, we still be in the hunt for a podium on our bike pretty quick. So we'll see. Well, th- so that begs the question, Danny, can you, can your team survive a year off? You know, you've been at this game long enough to, I mean, if, <laughs> if it doesn't, I'll, it- I'll be a hundred percent honest. If, if we don't go racing this year, I'm going to have a garage sale that will be, you won't even believe the stuff that'll be for sale. Man. That, that was gonna, where I, that's what I was wondering. I mean, uh, uh, we'll, I'll sell everything I've got. We, you know, the issue, the other problem, not problem, but the good thing that we had was, um, you know, we were so busy this year. The Marine Corps got back involved with doing 
super camps with us, and we did five of those. They're on board to do eight of those events next year, so eight normal events on top of 12 or 13 regular four-day, like the camp we have coming up in L.A. here in, in December, the first week in December, that's six days, and that's one event for us. So we were not home at all this year. So Mick and I both are like, well, if, if it doesn't happen, we'll have some free time. I might get to go trail riding. I'll, I'll get to focus on super camp and, and having fun with that. And, you know, we've got a road race school that's just we love to death, and Josh Hayes is really excited about it, and Robbie Peterson's excited about it. And if we could have some more time to actually focus on doing that road race school, maybe that would be a good thing. Racing's awesome. been doing it my whole entire life. First went road racing in 1980, but, you know, if it if it doesn't happen, it, it, we've got other things that are going to keep us more than busy. So we'll see. Might even do a, you know, a singles uh, dirt track thing for a couple of TT races and put, you know, maybe Gagne or Cam Peterson or somebody on a singles bike to do some of the, you know, the dirt tracks, the TT races for sure. Danny, for 2019 Moto America has announced uh, that a few events will be reduced to a two-day format, VAR, Utah, Sonoma, and New Jersey. Um, what do you think that the advantages and disadvantages of this are going to be? Well, and have you heard anything in the paddock? I mean, any of the other guys? Well, Obviously, you guys have been who, maybe talking? Depends on who you ask. I mean, I think there's a group of us in the middle. If you ask the factory guys, they're probably not excited about it because they they've got their budgets and they're gonna they're gonna pay their guys no matter what. Um, you ask the guys in the middle, which is kind of like us, saves us a little bit of money. It's not as much money as I originally thought it was going to be. I thought we were gonna. I was like, yeah, let's do that. It's gonna save us some money. And then when Mick and I sat down for a few days and really put the numbers to it, it wasn't as big as I was hoping it. I believe it'll save the series some money. You know, as far as just cash money, but. I think it might make a little more focus for the spectators to come to those events. Obviously it's going to hurt the privateers that don't get the track time. And, you know, you got to be ready to go. I, you know, we've done that in the past. We did that in 2012 at a couple of events. And luckily, you know, with the crew that we have with Scotty Jensen, Danny Anderson and, and, uh, Evan Steele and the guys from ASP, uh, our guys are on top of it. So they, you know, it wasn't an issue for us, but if you don't have a, if you're not prepared and ready, you know, it definitely could bite you not having that extra track time. I, you know, the thing I like about it, the guys are trying something different. They're, they're not just stagnant. You know, whether you agree with what Moto America is doing or not, I agree with most of the stuff that they're doing. A couple things, maybe not. I'm not excited about their electronics rule, but, you know, they're, they're still trying things and they're doing different stuff and they're not just stagnant going, well, that's what we got. Deal with it. So, you know, we'll see if it works. If it doesn't, they can always change it. Danny, one last uh, question for you. We respect your opinion on everything. <laughs> wow, BN has really uh, put us through some uh, some work this year as yeah. fans and spectators. We're down to, I think, maybe one or if at most two uh, providers, uh, let's say, the you know content providers are still carrying BN. They were our one-stop shop for road racing, and uh, it's become difficult. Any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, obviously, we've talked to the BN guys, you know, directly too, and, and you know, obviously through Moto America for sure. But um, you know, they're trying. It, it's it's a standard process that all of those channels go through. It just happened that the BN Comcast Directv contract just happened to come up in the middle of our season. If it came up. 
you know, right now it probably wouldn't be an issue. There's a little bit of a power play with what BN's trying to do, and you know, but Comcast and DirecTV have the ultimate world. Guess what? We'll just shut you off, and then you'll have to you'll have to backpedal whether you want to or not. But everybody everybody's pretty confident that they'll get that worked out here in the next couple months, and by the time the season starts, that we'll be back on BN. And I thought they did a great job with all of the events with you know MotoGP obviously and World Superbike and. And Moto America. Well, and BN's still coverage. BN's still getting the events, right? It's just yep. whether or not you can view them, which, like you mentioned, DirecTV and MediaCom are two that definitely don't offer it. Is maybe Dish still offering BN? Dish has got it for sure, yeah. Dish is, Dish is the one where who does have it. And I think Verizon, too. Isn't there a Verizon network? Or Yeah, I know a lot of yeah. guys have gone to the Sling and whatnot. Well, yep. it's, uh, that's, I just was interested as to your thoughts about that. I, I called DirecTV and said, if you don't get BN Sports, I'm, I'm switching. And they gave me a $50 a month credit. I did the BN same Sports thing. I, I wrote them a nasty email and said, the only reason I have you guys is BN. That's exactly what I told them. And I said, I'm switching unless you... Get get us back in there, and and they said, "How about until we get get it back up, we'll give you a fifty dollar a month credit." I'm like, "Okay, I'll deal with that." I like credits. That pays that pays for my online membership. Cox Cable is big in the South; they've got it. So there's, I mean, there's just, I think something maybe regionally that we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Direct and Comcast are they're, huge, they're big. You know? Yeah, they're, they're the big, big ones. But you know, I, I I'm pretty sure with MotoGP and Dorna um, on there also, I think that that'll get turned around i would be i'll be surprised if we start the season without uh without the coverage so well danny it's always fun having you on the show man <laughs> always got something to say don't i yeah, that opinion <laughs> you know i just wonder how do you do it you, you've, you've got so much going on i don't know how you get it all done yeah i got good people around me i mean uh, cam peterson's dad robbie peterson is running super camp for me and cam's still doing all the camps and Gagne's coming and josh hayes and our road race crew is, is phenomenal. Scotty Jensen and Danny Anderson, those guys are, 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 they really are awesome. And, you know, you know Mick. You know Mick, McGur- the girlfriend, the boss, he actually you runs bet. the whole show. So, well, you, you know, know we've got a good crew done. here, Danny, and they keep us on track. As a matter of fact, we're running up against top of the hour. Never. How about that? <laughs> hey, good like, talking to you guys. Seems like we ask you one question and we get a two-hour long answer, and we're okay with that. <laughs> we love you, Danny. Dandy talker. There he is. Danny Walker, the Dirty Talker. Uh, Dave Anthony, Jeff May, Chuck Asklin will be joining us in hour number two. Stick around. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.